You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline back talking more NXT on the WWE Network and Hulu. Uh, first, a, a spoiler. Uh, I did watch NXT UK this week, Jacqueline, but uh-huh. I have nothing to say about them. Okay. They there were, were two of them again? There were two of them again. Uh, so I thought after last week, last week they had these two big matches with Jordan Devlin and Pete Dunne, and they had the finals of the UK women's championship tournament and i figured that was the end of that set of tapings makes sense but it was not i don't think or Mm. maybe it was the building looked the same but maybe they said they were in a different place they do crazy things in the uk maybe they maybe they are lying and they're just the building's the same place but they're lying and saying they're in a different city maybe it was a new set of tapings but i'll tell you this uh, there was nothing of importance that really happened on either episode. Neither of them were bad, but they were very much just there. And I mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot to say about them. There was, uh, even the main yeah. events were yeah. very just, you know, Generic. that was a match. Yeah, that was a match. And, uh, that was it. So not a lot of you NXT UK talk this week. Maybe, maybe next week. Uh, this is the first week that they haven't had a, a, great showing in my eyes that's okay you're allowed one yeah well i mean they just started i've I've watched i i watched nxt when it first started uh uh, after it was a reality show there was it was a really bad reality show for a little bit i'm talking about nxt as it exists right now i watched that when it first started and it was not very good that makes sense it was pretty rough, so it took some time to get on its feet. Uh, okay. But to make up for that, we have questions that will we do uh, that will run through. Uh, not for the lack of people not sending them in until now, more because I have not remembered to check the email. So that's why uh, it's been some time. So I remembered to check it this week. Woohoo! <laughs> plus. Uh, Okay, so let's start talking about this week's episode. They're back in full sale. Yes. And uh, they're starting the march towards NXT TakeOver Phoenix already. And Well, it's coming up so fast. Yeah, this is one of the rare times where a takeover or takeovers are really close together. They always do a takeover. This started a couple of years ago. They do a takeover right before one of the big four 
which would be Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. And Survivor Series and Royal Rumble are relatively close to each other. There's just a month separating them. Yes. Uh, and then I think they throw in another one in there in between uh, takeover-wise. I think they do five takeovers a year. So That makes sense. Uh, yeah, there's another one fast approaching, so they've got to start the build. Uh, we start with uh, Matt Riddle and the debuting Punishment Martinez. <laughs> I'm really hoping to get That's a look me. at his... Yeah, I'm really hoping to get a look at his birth certificate. Yeah. Uh, part of me really hopes that his parents named him Punishment. I don't yeah, think so. Like with, probably not, but with that name, like you have to be good. Uh, this is one of those quirks of wrestling that I just love. That this, what's your name, Punishment Martinez, and nobody bats an eye. Yeah, uh, but, oh yeah. The announcers frequently throughout this match just referred to him as Punishment, like I would mm-hmm. with Jacqueline or Ben. Yes, it's his first name. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> it's Anthony and Punishment here talking NXT. Oh, I'm so glad you made me Punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Punishment Martinez is a, a recent signee to NXT. He is one of these guys that NXT grabbed before he turned into a really big standout on the independence. Before mm-hmm. this, he was contracted to Ring of Honor, where he was uh, developing actually quite well. Him and Matt Riddle have a past as they both trained Wait. together. And they said that they were tag team partners. That I did not know, actually. I knew that they... I knew that they came up together. They trained at the tr- uh, the same wrestling school. I I guess that makes yeah. sense that they would have teamed, but uh, they knew each other pretty well. And they had what in the wrestling business is often called a sprint, which is uh, you, you don't want to squash this guy because they have plans for this punishment Martinez fellow. But they don't right. want the, they don't want the match to go long, and they don't want him to get destroyed. So they have a back and forth, but they go as quickly as possible, which yeah. sometimes can result in a really fun match. Which I kind of thought this was. Punishment Martinez looked really good, and he's he's yes. very tall, but he's not. Yes, he's not lanky. He's not gangly. He's got some like body mass to him, so he's he's not. Yeah. He's not Eddie Dennis from NXT UK, who is very tall, but also kind of very thin. Right. Uh, which no, is he's, kind of, he's defined. Yeah, he's large, but also kind of muscular. So yes. uh, they had a pretty good match, went back and forth yeah. really quick. And uh, Riddle caught punishment in the twister, as it's called in MMA. But he calls it, of course, the bro mission. And uh, Punishment Martinez used his gigantic hands to try to separate Matt Riddles. And then Matt Riddle just chopped him a bunch of times and put the hold back on and Punishment tapped out. Uh, yeah. Pretty fun. A fun opener. Yeah. Matt, Matt Riddle main, maintains his best entrance in wrestling. Uh, yes, when he kicks off his sandals. Yeah. And I just like that his theme music just sounds like some 1990s Dr. Dre ripoff. Like a Snoop Dogg yeah. Dr. Dre ripoff. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Like, like Matt Riddle seems to me like the person I'm supposed to hate, but, like, there's something endearing about him that I'm like, all right. Yeah. I like him. Uh, Jen referred to him, if you're a fan of Kevin Smith movies, she's like, he looks like Jason Mewes, but in really good shape. I'm like, he Jane does, Sally. yeah. 
He's very. I will mu- agree 100 percent with that. He's very much in that, and he's. I think what it is is that he's just a guy that seems so. He doesn't seem fake when he's out there. It doesn't look right. like a guy who's pretending to be what he is. Yeah, he's pretty genuine yeah. looking. It's yeah, like it's, he's someone you would just smoke a lot of weed with. Yeah, yes, I mean, I would not. That's not my thing, but it's oh, fine if he wants I, to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's that's like what he does, you know. He's yes, like, yes. There's some guys like EC3 who you're like, oh, he just has roid rage. This guy <laughs> just seems like he's just a stoner, and you're gonna order Papa John soon, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. I just that's get this, where we're at. <laughs> I I just get this feeling from him that he just sort of floats through life like happy-go-lucky, mm-hmm. and... I hope so. He just seems to take everything in stride, and it's really fascinating. Yeah. But they had a good match. Any Anything ha- stand out to you in this? So, yes, they did have a good match, but I, the one thing, it didn't look like, when they showed it on the replay, his his bro mission, mm-hmm. it looked like he, like, caught the guy on the chin. Uh-oh. And it was, like, if you look at it, it yeah. looks, well, no, it looks like he, like, it didn't look right. Mm-hmm. I guess is my thing but i mean whatever i'm not so i'm not gonna like fault it but i don't know it's just one of those things i noticed where i was like that just looked bad <laughs> after the match matt riddle's leaving and cassius ono sneak attacks him from behind with an elbow to the back of the head yep the crowd booed this ono fellow as they should oh a, no yeah oh no indeed what a jerk I know. Yeah, like, you don't sneak up on someone. No, of course not. And it's super dangerous, by the way, Cassius, to hit yeah. somebody in the back of the head. That is the best way to concuss an individual. I hope you were right. Aware of like, that. what a heel move. Yeah. It's uh, not a good man. So, they, uh, there's a, a, like, a press interview. I don't know. How do you feel about these things? Because they do these, they do two different types of interviews in NXT. They do the uh, person who's like my guest at this time is, and somebody walks uh-huh. into frame, and then there's the whole press scrum thing where everybody's surrounding them with microphones and uh, cell phones, trying to get a a quote. I think I like the the press thing better. I do too. It feels like something that would legitimately happen to sports figures uh, out in public or in locker rooms. Yeah. Yeah, I like that they do it. It's kind of cheesy, but... It is a little cheesy. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's cheesy because everyone's pretending. Uh, but I feel yeah. like it's less rigid than the... Because the... I just feel like the interviewers don't ask... Oh, yeah. They're just there. And they don't ask good questions ever. They're kind of mm. just there to set up the the whatever lines that the wrestler has to say, which is really not kind of how it used to be. The, the backstage interviewers used to be personalities in and of themselves and added to segments, but yeah, like I think they need that. Yeah. These people, no, I mean, no offense to Kathy Kelly or Charlie Caruso or any of these other uh, ladies that they have back there doing it, but it feels like they just, the, the stage direction is, could you be more robotic? Like less emotion, yeah. please. <laughs> could you just look blank? Could you ask them questions like, "How do you plan to keep winning?" You know, just dumb yeah. questions. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm gonna go back to the NXT writers' room, though. Like mm-hmm. that needs development. Yeah. Uh, so Ricochet is uh, being asked a bunch of questions, and he notes mm-hmm. that uh, he wants to defend his North American Championship next week. 
And we and later find out that it will be against a mystery opponent. I'm excited. So Who do you think it's going to be? I honestly, when they say a mystery opponent, mm-hmm. I can't. It's to me, it's either got to be somebody. It's it's either, there, yeah. It's either going to be somebody from NXT's past, or it's going to be somebody who's been injured and has been out for a while. Oh. I know. I know somebody's probably screaming at their computer right now. Well, I'm sorry. I don't read the spoilers for NXT, so I like to stay in the That's dark true. on NXT. So I don't know who it yeah. is. But my two guesses would be somebody who used to be in NXT, or uh, it will be uh, somebody who's been injured for a while or whatever, and is come uh, and is coming back. Although I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I was just about to ask who's, who's been, been injured recently. Yeah. yeah, from NXT, I can't think of anybody. So I don't know. Hmm. Uh, there was a video feature for Heavy Machinery as they uh, claimed that it's been a year and a half since they last yeah. challenged for the tag titles, but they feel like they're so much better now than they were then and that they weren't ready, but now that uh, now they are and they want a shot at the titles and they said that their run in NXT won't be complete until they win the titles. Like, was, we all want this. Yeah, that was mostly Tucker saying all of that. Otis was just grunting and growling, and every now and again he'd just shout a word. That Tucky! <laughs> yeah, he would say Tucky, or uh, I, I believe at one point uh, when Tucker is talking about, I almost called him Tucky as if it's his real name. Yep. Uh, <laughs> at one point he's talking about their training, and Otis says their catchphrase, which is, Stakes and Weights! Uh, that's their motto that they live by stakes and weights. And I think that's why they work well together. Cause Tucker is such a like quote unquote straight man. Yeah. Tucker's the human being of of this team. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you need that. So, but I'm excited that they're going to, um, that they're going to try and make a run for the tag team title. Mm -hmm. Cause one of the guys from war Raiders got hurt at, um, takeover yes yeah so i'm glad that it's i'm really excited that it's heavy machinery now that's kind of like stepping into this mm-hmm. um because i really like them and i i wasn't sure who it was going to be so yes. i think this will be fun uh william regal in tweet form announced <laughs> that in three weeks there's going to be a fatal four-way women's match on nxt tv and the winner sure. of this match will face Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship at TakeOver Phoenix. And he announced that the first woman to uh, earn her spot in this match is Bianca Belair. And the other three women remain a mystery for the time being. Yes, they remain shadows. Yes, but I'm sure we will find out uh, the other three women. They'll probably release like one a week. Is that how? I feel like that's how this is going to happen. Yeah, I think so. Or maybe oh, they'll wow. maybe they'll do two this week. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm not positive. I like that they showed that Bianca got her spot by beating Diana Perrazzo on a live event house show, which is always a good thing to remind fans that you should go to these shows because at yeah, least in NXT mean. things can happen on them that are important. It's true. Uh, the Forgotten Sons, Steve Gross. Cutler and Wesley Blake. Uh, they defeated the team of Umberto Carrillo and Raul Mendoza. Yes. 
So talk about something happening in live shows. You could see these two guys in all their glory. Oh, Carrillo and uh, Mendoza. Mendoza, yeah, against each other. It's amazing. Oh, really? They they have singles matches. Yeah, oh, we we saw them against each other. I bet. And they fantastic. both. It was fantastic because they're both like the Flyers. Yep. So it was really good. It went on for a really long time, so, and, it, and it did not disappoint. Sorry. So the uh, this is a match where the Forgotten Sons are supposed to shine and be the stars. Mm-hmm. But the stars of this match undoubtedly were Carrillo and Mendoza. It's true. As they were in their match with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Mm-hmm. These guys, if... And I know the NXT folks are smart, the ones that are running this show. I... I predict that it will not be long before they see that these guys are tremendous and they need to be given momentum. Yes. They were the forgot. I hate to, I keep wanted to, I keep wanting to give them chances, but the forgotten sons, no. their name is very apt. They're very forgettable. Uh, they are no offense to Cutler and Blake, but those two are very samey. Yeah. Like they it, really are. Wesley Blake, I know, I I know the difference between the two of them because I've seen Wesley Blake forever, so I know. But for somebody just tuning in, they're gonna, you know, this was like the joke when he teamed with Buddy Murphy is that they were very samey. Uh, Wesley Blake when he was a team with Buddy Murphy, they were very samey as well. And here he is in another team where he just blends in. The only guy who really stands out is Jackson Riker. Because he doesn't. No one likes him. Yeah, because he's very tall and makes crazy eyes and has short hair. These two guys have right. long hair and beards, and they have very similar bodies, and they're not flashy in the ring. Yeah, so it's actually very funny you say that because, like, as I'm watching this match, I was like, I thought I liked one of these guys, and I have no idea which one it is now that the one guy isn't wearing the face mask anymore. I believe it was Blake that you liked, but he did not look. That makes sense. Match. He didn't, no. And that's why I was like, was it him? I couldn't remember. Like, Mm. I legitimately could not remember. This, I'm over the Forgotten Sons. Like, really. Like, they're not doing much. No. Mm. Uh, On the other hand, Carrillo is, I mean, Mendoza and Carrillo are both great, but Carrillo, even more so, is the standout Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, He's... He's young, he's a handsome-looking guy, but he's also really tall, surprisingly mm-hmm. tall with the amount of athletic things that he does. He's super-duper athletic. I, by the time this match was over, I wanted to see Umberto Carrillo and Ricochet have a match. Yes, like, exactly. I need to see that yesterday. Uh, yep. But that's not what happened here. Uh, Carrillo and Mendoza looked really impressive, and then the Suns laid out Mendoza on the floor so they could double-team Carrillo. And they hit them with their uh, their double team finisher, and uh, they got the win. Yeah. Speaking of those really weird and usually not so great interviews, Kathy Kelly is backstage trying to interview Velveteen Dream. The only thing that really <laughs> saved this is Velveteen Dream because oh yeah, he was unimpressed by the background, so he snapped his fingers and all of the lights turned purple and his theme music started playing. Because <laughs> I loved that because <laughs> he's the Fonz, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he's magic. He's like. Th- He's like if the Fonz and Prince had a baby. <laughs> well, right? Kathy, Kathy, Kathy comes in with the hard-hitting questions, Jacqueline. What's next mm-hmm. for Velveteen Dream? Very tough <laughs> question to answer. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream, of course, is actually put in a tough position here because right. he lost at the last takeover. Uh, you know, I feel bad. So he found a way to turn this around that works for him by saying everybody is still talking about him, and that means he's winning. Uh, All right. Like, I love his take on life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he did say that uh, what's next for Velveteen Dream was him leaving her, and he snapped his fingers and the lights went back to normal and he walked away. Yep. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's he's a really great character. He really is. Like, his character... Like, he seems to really enjoy his character, mm-hmm. and, like, it just comes through. Yes. I appreciate that about him. The Undisputed Era, Jacqueline, uh, they're mm-hmm. in Tommaso Ciampa's truck. Smart of mm-hmm. them this time. Uh, they made sure that they were in a location that had only one entrance so the War Raiders could not sneak up behind them and pull Adam Cole through a curtain, like before War Games. Yes. Uh, Although we all enjoyed that. Yes. Uh, they had they had words for for many people, of course. Uh, the uh, Kyle O'Reilly and, and Roderick Strong were talking about their current uh, with the War Raiders on the shelves. They're talking about their current l- lack of competition, and they're kind of n- noting several teams. Uh, they mentioned the Mighty, and oh my God, this was so terribly great bad guy stuff. Roderick Strong says, more like the Weeky, and then yeah. they all laugh at their own <laughs> terrible joke, because they're bad guys who think they're super funny. Which is fine. <laughs> it was tremendous. Uh, it's always good when somebody tells a really bad joke and then laughs at it, because nobody's yes. more hateable than that. Uh, it's true. Bobby Fish talks about EC3, tells him he's going to... he's. He wants to go swimming in the deep end and it's filled with sharks. He's going to, he's going to get bitten again. Yeah. It got real weird. Yes. (laughs) It was tremendous. I, I love that. They're just doing like these really old cliches. Oh, they are so over the top and they, they all seem to be loving it. Actually, the only one who I don't think is natural is Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. He's, I mean, he he does okay. He's not. He, yeah. He doesn't stand out as bad, but he doesn't do like. He's not this... as comfortable with the with the wacky. It seems like no. But I. <laughs> oh my god! But this was so much fun. I I enjoyed it. it. Was. My favorite was that Bobby Fish is posing with the chair at the end. I'm like, what is happening? Yes, he didn't do the pose. He's the chairman. <laughs> He's the chairman yes. of. The uh, Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. Love it. Uh, so we had uh, Shayna Baszler with Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir at ringside against Dakota mm-hmm. Kai. Mm-hmm. I-, I love this match. And yes. better better still, they've uh, turned the... They've turned things around with Dakota a little bit. This is... Uh, they basically had to pretend what they were doing with her before n- none of that happened. Uh, yeah, I still don't know why. It's one of the few times I've ever seen NXT really drop the ball with somebody. Uh, I'm talking about when Shayna kind of first came in and she did like the arm stomp thing on Dakota and it hurt her. And yeah. they did this thing like Dakota was traumatized by it and she was terrified of Shayna Baszler, which like I can sort of understand like in a non-wrestling show context, you could do a story like that, yeah. like somebody being traumatized by a bully. 
but this is a wrestling show, and Dakota Kai is a wrestler getting beat up, getting sneak attacked, getting hurt as part of the job. And, like, wrestlers might get bullied, but they don't act like that when they get bullied. Wrestlers are usually the alphas of their group, so if somebody picks on a wrestler, man or woman, they usually fight back. And that's not what they did with Dakota. I think they tried to, you know, they wanted to make her sympathetic, but it just rang really weird for a wrestler Hmm. whose part of her job is to get hit, that she got hit and then became scared. Uh, yeah, that doesn't I, I feel like work. It, I feel like it did a lot of damage to her early on, and well, it came for me. It came back around here because she yeah. wasn't like that at all in this match. She no, she's pretty aggressive. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I am not a big fan of Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, I just just didn't. I don't know why. I just don't. But I liked this match, and I don't know if that's more because. I like Shayna. Mm. I, I just think maybe she makes people look at, I don't know, but them off of each other was a lot better than I've seen Dakota Kai. I think maybe ever. This was, maybe the, they just haven't been giving her good people. This was the best I've seen. Well, and I've seen Dakota and Shayna a few times, but they were trying to tell a different story before. Yeah. And now they're just telling the story of, you know, these three versus the other three girls. And, yeah. The, the babyface team is really pissed off at the bad guy team. And mm-hmm. even though Dakota came out here without any friends, she stood up to Shayna and they had a match that reflected that because they really laid it in thick to each other in they this did. match. There were a lot of hard hitting. Everything looked really good. Uh, stuff that would have normally put Dakota down, she would come back from. And she really mm-hmm. gave Shayna a hard match. It really... It, I don't know if I would have had Shayna just flat out beat her here, but uh, although all things considered, because I heard, uh, I think it was maybe a day or two ago that Dakota got hurt on a house show and she, she might have a torn ACL, which means she'd be out on the shelf for like six months. Yeah. Which would take her out of this, which would take her out of this feud. And Kyrie wasn't on this show because when they were filming this, she was sick. Oh, wow. Yeah. She had, I can't remember what it was, but she had something that kept her completely off of the tapings. Uh, so they they have a really good back and forth. And uh, I think Jessamine and Marina cause a distraction or something that allows Shannon to get the upper hand. Yeah. And then she uh, puts the Kirifu to clutch on Dakota and she has to tap out. Then after the match, all three women beat up on Dakota until uh, Io Shirai makes the save and yes. kind kind of runs them off. So uh, true. that feud is still ongoing. Yes. And yeah, and it's definitely like I said, it's, I've seen this in house shows. Mm-hmm. Um, this feud, so I'm excited to let have it go on um, the tapings because I think they could do so much more with it. And now that Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir have some more time and practice under their belts, I think it'll be um, they'll it'll play out a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but if Dakota Kai is injured, mm-hmm. that'll make her she'll be out for a while. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah. So she and 
I mean, there's a good chance she'll pop up again during the tapings. Right. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. Exactly. Oh man. But if she's not in the, she, she, I wonder if she's not in that, that four way woman's match. I have no idea. Oh. Part of me wants hmm. to go look to find out, but then there's the part of me that's like, nah, you don't, you can wait. Hmm. And, uh, I would like to be surprised. I'll try to be patient. Uh, so far, <laughs> I've really enjoyed this episode of NXT, and the main event is story time with Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, so, so crazy. He comes out with his belt, of course, and he's the yep. M- he's still the MVP of NXT. And uh, in his mind, he talks about how yes, well, I mean, he is the champion, so he does have that going for him. At least that's that true. Can claim. Uh, he motions toward the fans saying that they never believed in him. He motions at Moro Ronaldo to note that even Moro <laughs> doesn't believe in him. Look, I'm just going to say it. That is the best. Yes. He mocked, <laughs> he mocked Moro's catchphrase, which the gull of this man. Right. To mock the sacred Mamma Mia catchphrase of Moro Ronaldo. Right. I don't even know if Mauro knows he says it half the time. (laughs) When uh, it's just words he says. Sorry. (laughs) When all is said and done, Ciampa claims he's going to be the greatest uh, ever in NXT. Uh, Ciampa is interrupted by Aleister Black. Black, Mm -hmm. of course. uh, (laughs) First, this dialogue. I, I don't know, Jacqueline. You tell me if Aleister Black made it work or not. But mm-hmm. um, he he basically says something like straight out of like a Tolkien novel where he's like, hold your tongue, puppet master, <laughs> something yeah. along those lines. And I don't know if he made it work quite or not. I, no. I think Ciampa really liked being called. Pu- I expect to see some puppet master yeah. Ciampa shirts. Oh, if, if, if they sell any Ciampa merchandise ever. To be fair. I'm going to give mm-hmm. him credit here. That line, whether you think it was delivered well or not, or was even a good line to put in there, was foreshadowing what would happen in this segment. That's true. Because Ciampa goes on to do a lot of puppet mastering in this segment. Uh, he does. He tells Ciampa to wait just a minute. Black is here to invoke his rematch clause at TakeOver Phoenix during Royal Rumble weekend. And before any more talking could go on, Johnny Gargano came out and interrupted uh weirdly enough he seems to think that him and alistair black are not done yet despite how very decisively alistair black finished him off at takeover (laughs) war games he even absolved him of his all of his sins and everything jacqueline but he's 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 not he's not done yet and champa is gleeful to see this johnny gargano uh, he says he doesn't know what happened to Johnny Wrestling, but it's really cool that Johnny Badass is out here. And the crowd starts yep. chanting Johnny Badass. Uh, and this is, of course, I, I think Ciampa not actually taking Gargano's side. Uh, at, at least not not fully. Like, he's doing it because he knows he can manipulate him or something. But Right. Uh, he's so obsessed with Ciampa that Ciampa can now manipulate him. Uh, Ciampa suggested that Gargano and Black need to finish off their feud, and if it were him, if it were Ciampa, he'd do it in a steel cage. <laughs> and Ciampa goaded the crowd into chanting for the match. Everyone was chanting, book the match. Gargano's temper finally boiled over, and he demanded this match. The tension grew to a fever pitch before Black 
he tried to, uh, Johnny Gargano said something about being Johnny freaking wrestling. Alistair Black said, Johnny wrestling's dead. He killed it. Uh, and, uh, Johnny said something about ending black in the cage and Alistair tries to hit his kick, but Johnny ducks it. And Ciampa is on the apron, basically admiring the scene that he has created. And does not pay attention to the fact that Alistair Black is still there and Black kicks uh, Ciampa, (laughs) which the crowd then chants, you deserve it, at Tommaso Ciampa. Black accepts the challenge for the cage match. Gargano smirks at him. Black sneers back at him. And uh, in two weeks, we are getting the Alistair Black-Johnny Gargano cage match. Yep. So that was crazy. It was really crazy. What did you um, think? Okay, I have lots of thoughts on this. First, I'm going to start with Alistair Black, though. Mm-hmm. I don't like this whole absolving you of your sins thing. <laughs> I don't. Right. Well, he's very I don't. Yeah, but, like, I don't really like when wrestling goes, like, somewhat weirdly religious. I'm like, just stay away from it. Like, like, see, it would have worked for no. me if he had some sort of magical powers and Johnny Gargano came back as a good guy. Like, he just cleared his conscience. And he's yeah, like, you're I don't, good now. Yeah, it just didn't work. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. So, it's almost making me not like Aleister Black. And I know it's not fair. Mm-hmm. But I hear you. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I don't like it. I will say, the standout here, as always, is Ciampa. Um, the way ridiculous. he got to, like, the outside of the ring really fast like watched and like laughed at everything it was like johnny i know you like i yeah. loved it he's so he's crazy he's so but good. um he's really good i do love it and um i really just tomaso champa and johnny gargano i think just play off of each other so unbelievably mm-hmm. well even when they're not wrestling like just yeah. like these things i th- I, it was in, it's enjoyable to watch Gar- i think it's very funny and gargano is at a level of, at least for pro wrestling, because I'm not going to try to compare it to anything outside of the bubble in which this exists, but yeah. for pro wrestling standards, Johnny Gargano is an actually like a really incredibly deeply layered character for pro wrestling. He's so he is, lost yeah. right now. Uh, like at, at first I thought, you know, like, oh, he's going to go straight 100% bad guy. But I don't think he really is. He's found this no. weird line where he's he's not quite there. He's still obviously obsessed with Ciampa. Right. But so much so that Ciampa's got him wrapped around his finger and Gargano yeah. doesn't even realize it. Right. He plays like that twisted torture soul really well for mm-hmm. wrestling. Yeah. The like these guys, I think these are the guys who if they hit it big, they're gonna be like the next like Rock or John Cena, where they'll make a transition very easily into movies. Yeah, they're really good. They're really excellent they performers. Yes. Uh, anything else in that uh, that segment, or if not, what would you give this week's episode of NXT? Um, I'm going to give it. Actually, I'm going to go pretty high. We we go on the quarter scale, correct? Yep. yep. So I'm going to go three seven five. Ooh, three and a three and three quarters. Three and three quarters. Yes. Oh. Yes. I I nudged it just a little bit higher. I gave it a four. I was so happy with this All episode. Right. I this, was really happy. This is a really fun episode. Okay, so uh, before we do questions, uh, let's thank Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show. CinemaGeekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page. 
to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Some big movies actually opening uh, real soon, right? In the next couple of days, there's that Spider-Verse movie and Aquaman. Yep, yep. And I, don't forget about Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins Returns. I read reviews for the Bumblebee movie, Jacqueline, that Transformers mm-hmm. prequel thing. Turns out, Michael Bay is the problem, because everybody says this should have been what the Transformers movies were all along. Apparently, it's good. Well, I mean, we all knew Michael Bay was the problem, so... <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, I, I checked the email for the first time in way too long. Uh, yep. Cinemageekly at gmail.com if you want to send something in. And I've, I I picked out a few questions, one, ones that are answerable, I think, uh, on yep. this show. And uh, let's let's run through them real quick before yeah. we, uh, we head off for the week. Uh, I think these are all people that have sent in stuff before. Bishop, I think, used to be a premium subscriber a long time ago. Uh, okay. He says when Vince McMahon retires. Okay, well, hold on first. I don't think yeah, Vince McMahon retired. is. He's he's going to work until he's dead or until like these he's forcibly removed from the job one way or the yeah. other. Yeah, he's I, already going a little senile, so he's not retiring. Yeah, I mean, look, if you ask me, I feel like he's been a little senile for like ten years, but oh yeah, that's just me. Uh, okay, so let's just pretend he retires. Uh, and Triple H takes over, which I do believe is probably what will happen. Okay, I've, I'm going to fight on that, because why can't Stephanie? I think Stephanie should take over. I mean, I feel like they're obviously going to be a team about it. Yeah. No, uh, I think I think it should be Stephanie. Like, I feel like... Ste- Triple H. Like, I feel like, oh, wow, a bold statement from Jack. said it. Uh, I said it. We're, we were all thinking it, but you were the one yep. to say it. Uh we are getting an explicit rating on this episode. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if it were, if somebody were to ask me, well, they are asking me, I guess, sort of here, but mm-hmm. I would, I would say that Triple H would handle the, uh, the creative portion of the show, and Stephanie would be handling the business aspect of it. But like, this is a business, so yeah. she would be running it for, like, yeah, she would be in charge of the like all of the business side of things and triple H would be more handling the talent and the shows and the creative process and things like that. That's my guess. Maybe well, they'll which be means that Stephanie's running the show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, We're I both mean, there. and maybe they'll, maybe they'll hands on it both together and do like a husband wife combo team of everything. Who knows? Uh, Oops. but anyway, that's not his question. His question is when this happens, do you think the main roster shows will be better? Yes. I can't imagine them being worse. Uh, I mean, I don't watch them anymore. They're so bad. So, yeah. Well, and yeah, because I think Triple H and Stephanie are more in tune with what people, fans want to see. Yeah. This will... McMahon puts on what he wants to see. Yeah. He puts on what he wants to see and also what he thinks fans would want. But he doesn't. He's like 75, and there's a lot of people watching his shows that are much younger than he is. Yeah, he's a little out of touch. Yeah, so I will say that I think the shows will be better, but I don't know how good they'll be. Uh, and that's because there, I, I'm, there's, a, there's more factors involved than just Triple H being the guy making the you know, deciding what the the philosophy of, you know, how they're going to put shows together is going to be. 
the things that make NXT work so great are, to me, they're threefold. Uh, one is the show is taped, which means they are forced to be locked into stories. They have to decide, mm-hmm. these are the stories we're going to tell, and these are where they're going to lead to, and this is how we're going to get to that end point. And then they're forced. They have to do it, because the shows are not live. You cannot change your mind the day of every week. Uh, right. So that helps. That's a, like an impulse control thing, which Vince seems to have a real problem with. Uh, yeah. Two is that NXT is only one hour every week, so there's no... Mm-hmm. In fact, some people would say that there's even starting to become a problem of underexposure in NXT, where in w- like in main roster WWE with five hours of television every week, they have a severe overexposure problem where yes. the same people are on all the time every week. And if they're not particularly good, you're, Vince isn't really good at hiding people's weaknesses anyway. So all of these people's flaws stick out even more. And so much more often. So I think NXT short runtime helps. Yes. Because people are not as overexposed. And the third one, they only do five really big shows a year. Yes. Whereas WWE does 12, sometimes more than 12 a year. Sometimes they'll double up in one month. And Mm -hmm. I've never seen an NXT takeover that didn't feel special. And they feel special because you don't get them all the time. Yeah, and but that's and that goes to your overexposure point. Um, the flip side of that, though, is that since NXT is Triple H's dra- uh, brainchild, mm-hmm. he could take that approach going forward after he kills off his father-in-law. <laughs> that's how this is going to happen. I mean, he could, I mean, but I, you know, and so much of this is like, cause the word always was that Vince does not like raw at three hours, but USA network is like, we want raw at three hours and here's a Brinks truck full of money. And Vince is not going to turn down the money. So you want three hours? We'll give you three hours, which I, I would argue at least, at least to devil's advocate a little bit. I don't care who it is. It's going to be impossible to do three hours of live TV every single week and keep things fresh. That's just, I agree. That's just too much. That's like more than a movie every week. What they should do is split Raw in two and do one at an hour and a half and the other at an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've heard people say that like one hour should be 205 live. Like do like in between, oh. do like all cruiserweights or do one hour that's dedicated just to women's storylines or yeah. something to break up the monotony. But I don't know. So I, don't, yeah. I, I feel like the shows won't be worse. I feel like there will be an improvement, but there's other factors to take into account. Like, I don't think it'll... I don't know if Raw or SmackDown could ever be as good as NXT because they have advantages. It has advantages that Raw and SmackDown won't get. Right. Um, and those shows also have to deal with the networks that they're on as well, whereas NXT only has to deal with the WWE network. So I feel like... Sure. Things tend to fly a little bit more in NXT than they would fly in on main roster. Uh, That's fair. Gemma says, I haven't thought about this until now, but NXT is a really strange name for a wrestling company. What mm-hmm. would you rename NXT to if you could? I So we mm. have talked about this before. The uh, uh, like, like the very beginning of what NXT stands for, which is nothing, but it's 
supposed to be an edgy way of saying next without the E. Right. Get the E out. Uh, (laughs) But it does traditionally, traditionally a wrestling promotion is usually three letters, but sometimes four. And it's usually an acronym for something. Uh, Even though WWE's acronym now sounds weird because it's entertainment is the last word. So right. World well, Wrestling that... Entertainment sounds weird, but... Well, didn't they get sued by the World Wildlife Federation and have to? The World Wildlife mm-hmm. Fund. Foundation. Foundation. Fund. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yes. And yeah. that's only because Vince broke his contract with them. They had actually signed a contract oh. about the use of the, the letters. <sighs> and Vince broke the contract with them because he doesn't sometimes doesn't think contracts apply to him. And as a result, they got sued really bad and had to change their name. Uh, but for a long time they had a working agreement Um, more reasons why Vince should step down Um, (laughs) yes I honestly I'm so used to it being like I agree NXT is a weird name Mm because it's not a name it's not it's the name isn't the name is NXT and NXT doesn't stand for anything so the name is just NXT which is Mm -hmm. a little weird but I'm kind of used to it yeah, I get that. They should call it Farm. Farm? I don't know. I don't know what it would stand for yet. What uh, they should call, like Farm Team, like you know, like the minor leagues, like Farm. I mean, there was a there was an old Japanese promotion called FMW, which stood for Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. I love it. Uh, Japan's got some weird ones. Uh, <laughs> farm. I'm trying to think of like farm. friendly animal. Animosity, uh, anim- friendly animosity, friendly animosity, ringing mercury. There it is. Mm, farm. No. <laughs> Manly. You can't say manliness because there's women. No. So it's not just mm. not just testosterone going on there. Uh, mm. I kind of like farm would be a nice. I mean, because it is sort of. It's yeah. supposed to be the farm system, right? For WWE, yeah. it really works on that level. Uh, if only yeah. we could think of a, a, a way. good, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to I'm think okay of that with moment. NXT. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll just have to. I mean, everything I can think of just sounds like some independent wrestling group that either has existed or will exist in the future. Like, if you want to do something like, that's like NXT related, like you could do like a next gen, like next generation wrestling or something like that. But that but, sounds too much like DX. I wonder if that's why it's NXT. Like Triple H seems to like the X's. Oh, he's a big fan of the X. He really is. The X is for extreme. Right. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I don't know. maybe we could, maybe we should have a contest for somebody to come up with an acronym for like what NXT should stand for. I'll give somebody a million dollars. If you can think of three words that go with NXT that make it sound like it's a wrestling group, but new extreme team. Where's my million? <laughs> new, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to shut the website down. Everybody. I owe Jacqueline a million dollars. <laughs> It's true. I keep forgetting that you can spell extreme with just an X at the beginning. That's why they chose it in the first place, because of how extreme yeah. it is. Jacqueline, yeah. that's the whole XFL. Yep, the it is, which is coming f- back. <laughs> it sure is. Are you guys getting a team in Florida? 
Uh, they announced so. they announced cities. They announced cities and oh. and buildings. And one of and many of the buildings. Some of the buildings are like these um these uh like just built for major league soccer buildings that can hold like twenty thousand people. And oh, those Lord. those won't those won't look so cavernous. But some places they're running like their their New York team is playing at MetLife, which is like sixty thousand people. There's going to be like. 800 people at these games and in a 60,000 seat building. Like, what are they thinking? Well, I know, I know exactly what Vince is thinking. He's smart enough to know that cable companies are paying for live sports right now. And they're paying way more than they're actually really worth for these live sports. Cause broadcasters are convinced that live sports are DVR proof and advertisers mm-hmm. will flock to them. And, to a degree that they're they're not wrong, uh, so Vince is like, look, if he can get on TV anywhere, he can give somebody a live sports package. Some network will probably pay him more money than they should for it. That's true. So in that regard, I guess he's smart. Maybe. And um, sorry, I had to look it up, but yes, Tampa is getting an XFL team. <gasps> Jacqueline, what would you name? the Tampa XFL team. Oh my god, it's got like I it's got to be something pirate themed. Does it? I mean to match yes. with the Bucks? But, well, so Tampa is known as pirates so really fast and then we have one more question to get to, but Tampa every year celebrates celebrates Gasparilla, which is the um which is Gaspar the pirate invading Tampa Bay mm-hmm. and the you know they capture the mayor, the mayor hands over the key of the city to the pirates. Like it's a huge thing. We just totally embrace our pirate heritage. Yeah. Um, it's either that or Cigar City something. Like, I don't know. Okay, so can you got, like, a pirate-themed name that you could do? Because obviously there's already the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Or the Buccaneers, the yeah, NFL yeah. Team. Yeah, and actually um, the XFL team is playing at the same stadium that the Bucks play at. Good lord. Well, good luck to them. Yep. Filling that yep. place. So, yeah, well, the, the Bucks don't even fill it. Um, no. the-, uh, the Jolly Rogers? Would they have to? Oh, that's not too bad. Would they? Would they be the Tampa or would they be the Tampa Bay? Like for the I name. don't know. How about the Tampa Bay Scurvy? <laughs> <laughs> that's extreme sounding, right? Vitamin it C does. deficiency. <laughs> it also definitely like uh, instills the fear of God in you. Look, look, Jacqueline. A- I feel like this can work on multiple levels. Scurvy is pirate-themed. The cure for scurvy is, like, vitamin C oranges, Tropicana Field, I think. Yep. Let's just make it happen. Okay. I will petition everyone. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm telling you right now, I would be so happy if they were the scurvy. I just want that so bad. I feel like our tourism board would, like, put an end to that. They'd be like, no, maybe not. We can't really name our team after a disease. (laughs) Let's and not do that. To which I would say, why not? Anything to drum up some interest. They need all the help they yeah. can get. They really do. Who wouldn't want to uh, be on this? Who wouldn't want to be on the scurvy crew? They could throw oranges no. onto the field when they win. To or lose or, or lose. whatever, because there's not going to be many people at the state. No. Uh, the football could be orange, you know, like just for yes. them for home games. 
There's so yep. many things you could do. Okay, let's get to the, the last. The grass could be orange. Sorry. Let's, let's get to the last question. Uh, we went off the rails. Oh, we sure did. Uh, Stephanie, Steph Staff says, do you think it would be cool to do a takeover event that would be NXT versus WWE? Any matches you would like to see on it? Well, the answer to that is, of course I would like to see that. Yes. Yeah, especially if it's a takeover event and not a main roster event, as as Stephanie has, has framed the question. So that is a, That comes from somebody who has watched at least one takeover, and they know how much more uh, enjoyable shows are to watch on a takeover. The crowd is so much more fired up. So uh, this is not Stephanie McMahon, because I was kind of <laughs> hoping it was. <laughs> no. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> One day, <laughs> another another former premium subscriber. Uh, <laughs> so I, I mean, unless it's really Stephanie McMahon and she's just a big fan of our podcasts, that would be cool. What Any like matches I'd like to see? Yeah. Um, hmm. I so I tried to think of anybody who was not a part of NXT because, like, there's always like, let's bring Sami Zayn back, let's bring Finn Balor back, let's bring Becky Lynch yeah. back, let's. But I don't want to do that. I want to think of, like, people who've not been in NXT. Well, obviously I'm going to put Rousey. Like, uh, do the Ronda-Shayna match? Yeah, well, I don't know if against or, like, with. Mm -hmm. Like, would they tag team against, like, I don't know, someone else? I feel like they'd have a really good singles match though too. I don't know. That's like a, They would. I have that dream feud built up in my head already about how Ronda was go, Ronda used her fame to get catapulted to WrestleMania debuts and women's title mm -hmm. matches right out the gate and Shayna had to wrestle on those tiny independent shows and had to fly to Japan and do all this other stuff before they would even take a look at hiring her, and then she had to work all the way up through NXT. I think you could do a totally great story there, but you really could. Um, um like Johnny Gargano and AJ Styles. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Johnny Gargano and Seth Rollins. And uh, I'm just thinking of everybody. Johnny Gargano. <laughs> what I would like to see, no, I think with AJ Styles, I'd like to see him against Champa. Ooh, that would be a lot of fun. Right? <laughs> that would be so much fun. Yes. Ooh! Johnny Gargano versus Braun Strowman. <laughs> oh, man. Look, <laughs> I don't know if Johnny... Uh, Johnny's good at playing sympathy, like sympathetic baby face. Uh, I don't know how believably he could beat up on Braun Strowman. Uh, Come on, though. But, like, you know how fun that would be. I mean, he could try. I mean, guys, there's guys like Daniel mm -hmm. Bryan who... I mean, speaking of... Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano. Daniel Bryan and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, yes. How about Daniel Bryan? Oh, because Daniel Bryan's a bad guy now. Daniel Bryan and Tommaso Ciampa against AJ Styles and Johnny Gargano. In a tag there match. it is. There it is. There right. it is. Who all, the best of all worlds. I don't know who I would put Velveteen Dream with. I was actually just thinking about that. You know who I'd like to see him just like beat down a little bit? Hmm. The Miz. Oh, you know what? That would be tremendous. Yeah. I'd like I, to see that one. I don't think Miz is like the greatest wrestler in the world, but he can be good when, when it's called for it. And he's really good uh, when it comes to doing promos and stuff and character work. He's good on the mic. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I think they would be good together. Um, and I just had another fleeting thought. Crap. Who is the other one? Um, there's got, who, who could the Undisputed Era go up against? There's got to mm. be someone, right? The New Day? 
I mean, I've heard a lot of people say New Day versus Undisputed Era. I think it's only because New Day has like three members and they're yeah they're not horribly mistreated. But boy, they're still they oh they would have a pretty good match though. They would. I don't really like the New Day. Um, Undisputed Era. Yeah, I don't know. New New Day's got its they got their highs and their their lows. Yeah. When it comes to that, I wouldn't like. Mm. I wouldn't mind seeing like uh, I don't know maybe the the Usos against Strong and O'Reilly would be fun. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some like really the like the tag teams are all destroyed on the main roster. Like I can't think of like any tag except teams for the bar. Yeah, I the still bar. Love them. The bar would be a lot of fun to see. I don't know who I would put them. I'd with. put them against Undisputed Era. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, I feel like just Cesaro against. <laughs> Yeah. Do Ricochet and Seth Rollins. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be good. Trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think of women that I would what put if, in there, but the only women I like are women who used to be in NXT. That's so, okay. So I, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to bring them in to... Uh, have Asuka and Shayna ever wrestled? I don't believe so. I think Asuka had left Japan by the time Shayna had got there. So I don't that believe would be cool. That would be really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd like to see that. Um I mean obviously there's the whole the MMA four horsewomen versus the uh oh, yeah. the wrestling four horsewomen. Four horsewomen. Yeah. That would that would always be something really cool. I would like to see them do a show like that at some point. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you know who else I think would and I don't know, in, I don't think they were in NXT together. But Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler. Ah, yeah. So they've done. I, you know what? I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go out and say it. I think they've, they've done a good job, Jacqueline, of convincing you of Sonya Deville's MMA chops. They have because because so, they've done a good job of convincing you of them. Because as, as best I can understand, they're they're not that good. I don't think. No. I th- so I think she's had. Uh, Maybe three or four amateur fights that I think she won, but none of them were yeah. professional fights. Um, no. So she she wouldn't be, like, on Shayna's level. Oh, God, no. No, but, and I know that. Uh, at, least as, at least as far as that sort of stuff goes. But, I just want to see Shayna beat everyone up. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you want? Shayna versus the world? Basically. Shayna versus Becky? Basically. That Be- would be a really good match. I mean, I don't know... I still don't. I'm still not sold on. Um, although I think Becky's good in the ring, I think right now her character is way outshining her wrestling like abilities. Her, her wrestling, like she's not bad at That's wrestling. Good. She's good. She's just not like if she had the tremendous wrestling knowledge to go behind the excellent character work that she's doing, even if it's really uneven right now. Which to me, it still feels like it is. Yeah, I feel like it would be. For, for so much the better, but I think um, of all the four horsewomen, like, Becky is the least gifted in the ring of the of those four girls, so... Really interesting. Yeah. Uh, hmm. She's good. I mean, that's not to say that she's bad by any stretch. She's really good, but yeah, when yeah. you're comparing her to three other really good uh, wrestlers, and I'm and I'm just talking about bare bones, just watching them have matches in the ring and stuff. Like, nothing else right. related to their character or how they're being portrayed. Uh, 
So, like, for me, she's, like, fourth out of four, but she's still really good. Uh, yeah. Like, I think that would be a good battle between Becky and Shayna. I think that would be good times. Yeah. You know what? So, so long story short, um, we absolutely want to see TakeOver NXT versus WWE. Yeah. We want to see but NXT on... TakeOver WWE. That's what we want to see. Yes. Right, right. But NXT style. Yeah. Yeah. And then like NXT... five matches and that's it. Yeah. And then all the <laughs> NXT people win. That's all we want. Uh, the... <laughs> well, they don't have to win all of them, I suppose. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who would Aleister Black go up against? Who's oh, dark and broody? Nobody anymore. That, mm. that was Undertaker, but he's way too he's way too old to keep wrestling. I I don't care he what anybody is. says. They need to stop bringing him back. It's sad to me. It is sad it really to watch is. him. Yeah, it is kind of like when Goldust still pops up. Like, yeah. what are you doing? For for me, it's like the ball player who just loves baseball too much and he can't quit. But he's way too old to be a baseball player, and he's nowhere near as good yep. as he used to be. That sort of thing. They just kind of let him sit now. Yeah, they just sort of I hangs know who, on. I know who Alistair Black should go up against, though. Okay. Elias. Oh, yeah? You just want to see Elias get kicked in the face? or? I actually really enjoy Elias. Do you? <laughs> I do. Um, I'm like, the only one cheering for him ever, but I like him. <laughs> I'm trying to... Well, actually, a lot of people really enjoy the the his like his shtick before the match oh uh, yeah they tend to get really quiet during his matches but the yeah. his his whole routine prior like people love that and i think it's yes he's great he's really good doing that uh yeah. i'm trying i don't really know who else I, I don't know who i would put him with i'm trying to think like i watch so little main roster i don't uh i'd like to see you know what alistair black and demon finn is what i'd like and to who see. demon finn balor that's what I'd like Finn. to see. Okay. The demon Finn. All right. The demon, yeah. He's got to come out as a demon again. Good old face right. paint Finn. Yeah, that's who I would like to see with uh, with black. Since they're kind of right. similar-ish. I don't know. Maybe they just turn out to be really good friends and they don't want to fight each other. They have too much in common. Right. They just they just have a tea party in the middle of the ring. <laughs> they just become buddies. Like yeah. at the end of Scott Pilgrim when he has to fight Nega Scott and him and Nega Scott are just good friends. Um, for all the people who watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which I gather is not too many people, but... Uh, I've seen it. I just don't remember it that well. <laughs> I, I like that movie way too much. Uh, anyway. That's fair. <laughs> nobody asked about that, just like how nobody <laughs> asked about our discussion about the XFL team in Tampa. Go Scurvy. <laughs> uh, it's never going to end for me. I'm going to start petitioning this. I'm going to open one of those Twitter accounts that just... <laughs> Like how there's that guy that's like, hey, Wendy's, how many retweets to get, you know, nuggets for life? I'm going to yeah. be, hey, XFL, how many retweets to name the Tampa team scurvy? Uh, <laughs> let's see if we can get this off the ground, everybody. Uh, all right. So that's the show for this week. Uh, head on over to com to check out the archives of the show. And you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. Jacqueline and I will be back to talk more NXT next week. I don't know if they announced any matches for this show. Jacqueline, do you recall? I don't... I don't. I don't recall. Is it another mystery show? Ooh. I mean, I know the week after that we got our Steel Cage match, and the week after that we've got our women's four-way. But as far oh. as I know... Actually, you know what? Um, I'm... 
scrolling through my interwebs, they might be doing... Uh, let me scroll down here. They might be doing Jessamine and Marina against Marina. Uh, Dakota and Eo. All I think, right. I think they might be doing that in tag team form. If this, I'll take it. If this results page is to be believed about next week's show, so that it's either that or it's more mystery for us. <laughs> oh, EC three and Bobby Fish. Are they? Oh, I think that is what they're going to do next week. There you go. All right, so I got you. We'll be back next week talking about EC three and Bobby Fish. The knee jerk.